Welcome to the I Teach Podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Catlin, and on the I Teach Podcast, we delve into educational topics like personalized learning, instructional coaching, the maker movement, and where we get a chance to meet the incredible teachers, administrators, coaches, and students that are out there doing the work every day. I want to welcome you guys to episode one, 2020 Vision. This is the first episode of the new year, and I have a great episode in store for you guys today. It's also the first week back to school after the new year. So I hope that you guys are having a fantastic week back with your students. I hope that over the break, you were able to turn your alarms off and stay up late binge watch a bunch of Netflix shows, spend time with your family, and most importantly, get that time to recharge. I think most of the teachers that I've talked to this week were just really happy to just be able to relax. They they didn't do anything big. It was just like, I just got really, I just really had time to just relax. And now they are already counting down to the next break and, you know, MLK and spring break and so forth. But in this episode, we are going to be discussing being intentional and setting goals using technology, teacher mindset, and starting the new year off right. And I think that's interesting that we start off with the episode 2020 vision because a new year is always, you know, holds a wealth of potential for teachers who want to beef up their skills. And January is the perfect month for preparing for the coming calendar year and making goals to improve the behavior and practices. And in the teacher profession, this is even more crucial, you know, due to things like concern over high levels of stress and excessive workloads that teachers have to face that are pointing towards why a lot of retention and recruitment is happening in education. So for those reasons, the start of the year is the best time for teachers to reflect on what they think went well in the previous year and what can be improved for the benefit of their students and most importantly, their own health and well-being. So let's get into the show. So before I get into today's show, I do have some updates and some news that I want to share with you guys. So in EdTech News, this week, the 12th annual Doodle for Google contest kicks off. It started on January 6th. And if you don't know, Doodle for Google is an annual contest open to students in grades K through 12. And the students are invited to create their own Google Doodle for the chance to have it featured on Google.com, as well as win some great scholarships and tech packages for their schools. The theme for this year is I Show Kindness By, and this year's national winner will have their artwork featured on the Google homepage for a day and receive a $30,000 college scholarship. The winner school will also receive a $50,000 technology package. So for more information on that, check out doodles.google.com D4G. Also, next week, I will be attending the FETC conference in Miami. So if you are also going, you know, tweet me and let me know that you are attending. I am looking forward to networking, going to different sessions and meeting educators that I see on Twitter and even the folks that just are a part of the coaching collaborative for FETC. And I think while I'm down there, I may even try to do a live recording while I'm there for next week. So just stay in tune on Twitter and on the podcast and I'll let you know if I do a live recording. I think that'll be really cool and exciting to do. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. So um, when we talk about today's topic, In a world where students will constantly be faced with learning new tools and overcoming challenges, the best teachers are often the ones who model 
what it, what it is like to try new technologies in class. They are willing to stand in front of a group of students and sometimes fail and sometimes succeed. Either way, they can model growth for their students through these experiences. I remember one classroom that I visited, I saw a poster that gave examples of fixed versus growth mindsets. And it included like, instead of saying this is hard, this is too hard, it said this may take some time and effort. And the students were also prompted to add yet each time they said, I don't know how to do this. And in return, they were rewarded with stickers of superheroes saying, I never give up. So the question is, we demand this of our children, but what about for ourselves as teachers? I remember when I was student teaching and my cooperating teacher said to me, you have to be what you want to see. And that was her first lesson to me and the one that really stuck with me throughout my career. If we want students with a growth mindset to show grit, we have to model it for them. And technology is moving so quickly and our brains don't move as quickly as our students and adopting it. And sometimes teachers will say there's not enough time in the day. We have too many classes and not enough planning periods. Our principals already pay for one tool. Why one more? And trust me, yes, I hear you. I hear you. I hear all the teachers out there because I myself was in that spot. But more than that, I believe edu every educator, you know, owes it to themselves and the students they serve to try a new technology tool this year. And I mean, really try it with an open mind. And, you know, sometimes I get it. You know, most teachers don't have time to invest in new technology in their spare time where everyone else is traveling and living life. Um, you know, teachers are spending their time lesson planning, rereading books and grading papers. And the only time they really had time to explore technology was during professional development and over the summer. And the thing about teachers is that when they conduct an initial assessment of any technology, they assume that they will that will, that there will be some kind of investment involved. And is usually related to the amount of time it will take to learn a technology and incorporate it into the practice. So there's a little motivation to even consider the potential investment if there's no guarantee of a return. So sometimes teachers are thinking when they're trying to incorporate technology, they're thinking of things like, will it help meet learning objectives? Will it increase engagement? And will it facilitate instruction? So if the technology met any of those requirements that I just said, or even more than one, a teacher will then calculate whether return is worth the investment. And in the ed tech world, meeting this requirement is far more difficult than meeting the requirements of the return. But what I really want teachers to know is that when we use new technologies and try innovative tools or ideas in class, we have the opportunity to model three important things. The first thing that we have the potential to model is that we are brave. The teachers who use technology are usually the bravest teachers in the school. In today's world, we have to model the willingness to take a chance and try new things. We can't settle for those old lesson plans just because that's how it's always been done. And the thing about it, teachers who try new things and understand things, they will understand that things will go wrong and they will. But they also model persistence and resilience through those experiences. And when you model a no fear approach to learning, it is critical for students in a world where things are changing rapidly. And teachers who use tech, they attack life and teaching by pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone. And if we want students to adapt in life and continue to push themselves, we have to model that. And that is what I call bravery. The second thing that we model 
to our students is that the key to regret is how we respond. We all have a colleague who tries something new with technology but tosses it down, they sigh loudly, and they get frustrated when it does not work perfectly. But when we respond to challenges this way, we are giving permission to our students to act the same way when they struggle in math or when they do not understand how to conjugate a verb. We are telling them this is okay to toss the homework down and give up. And we all know that using technology in class will sometimes go wrong. And the most even the most powerful lesson we can teach our students about grit and growth is not about the technology itself, but how about to how but about how to respond to things when they don't go right. It is looking at your class, smiling and saying, well, that did not work. Let's try again tomorrow. And the last thing that we can learn is that there are multiple ways to solve a problem. When it does not go the way we expect, we always have the opportunity to find the workarounds that solve the problem. Maybe that app did not have the feature that you thought it did, but you found a different one that a student suggested. Maybe the tool that did not support everyone online at the same time. Maybe you paired students up and found it actually worked better as a group activity. Or maybe the mobile devices were just really, 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 really slow that day. So you had them sketch everything, everything out on paper first. But by saying, well, that did not work, let's try something else instead, you are acknowledging the failure but not accepting it. The point is that there's always a solution and finding it requires persistence and resilience. And those are the characteristics we want to see in our kids. So here's a question to challenge yourself. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And I want you to think about that question. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Because as a teacher, sometimes we don't like to change the method because it's working or we don't like to try new things in case it fails. And maybe you are dealing with a tough class. And if you don't let that class, if you and you feel like if you let that class go just a little bit, it'll kind of feel like you're giving them an inch and they're going to take them out. So we kind of just stop taking risk and teaching. And sometimes we don't want to try new technology because we're not sure if it'll work or not. But we've really got to start to display these qualities in our own teaching if we expect students to pick this up as well. So I want to close out this discussion by just saying that we have to be brave. We have to be bold. We have to be gritty and we have to use technology. As often as been said, using technology is a mindset. It's not a skill set. It is a willingness to go outside your comfort zone and try something anyway. We ask students to do this every single every single day in class. We tell them to learn something new, go outside of what they know and to scratch themselves mentally. But we also have to model that behavior. Grit is something that cannot be taught through a phrase or a comment or a question. Having a growth mindset has to be modeled. And using technology is one great way to show students that when we are brave and try new things, sometimes we are going to fail. And when things go wrong, we can bounce back up, show some grit, find another solution and succeed anyway. So just remember that we have to be what we want to see. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And while you were listening, I hope that you had time to reflect 
on ways to foster a growth mindset for the new year, or you heard something that you really like that you will want to try this year. So I just want to end with reminding you to never stop growing, no matter how old you are and no matter how good you are at your job, it's always important to never stop growing and learning. Even the best teachers are constantly on the hunt for new ideas, new methods, and new ways of thinking to best serve their students. And sure, it could always be easier to rest on your reputation and those already finished lesson plans, but just remember, just as we encourage our students to always push their learning further, teachers must also be continuous learners. And I want to also end with saying that I really do appreciate having you guys as a listener. And if you are not already subscribed to the I Teach podcast, I suggest that you do that no matter where you're listening from. And I would love to hear from you guys about what you think about the show. Um, I, you know, I, I get on here and talk to you guys and share my ideas and my thoughts. And it would be great to just know who you guys are. So you can just, you know, tweet out or share something to say that, hey, I'm listening to the show and I enjoyed it. Um, or if you heard something that really resonated with you or you just enjoyed the episode, you know, please, please, please share the episode on social media. Um, and also, if you're on Twitter, make sure you mark your calendars for our first I Teach Tech Talk of the year on January 21st at 7 o'clock p.m. on Twitter. So that's hashtag I Teach Talks. And our first one is again on January 21st at 7 p.m. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Spiffy Tech Guy, S-P-I-F-F-Y-T-E-C-H-G-U-I, Spiffy Tech Guy. And also follow KSUI Teach on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. We have a lot of good resources on Pinterest that teachers can use, and that's at KSUI Teach. So I hope you guys have finished the rest of your week off strong and have a great weekend. So until next time, peace and love. The iTeach podcast is brought to you by the instructional technology coaches from iTeach at Kennesaw State University with the cooperation of the Instructional Technology Department and the Bagwell College of Education. You can reach out to us for more information, questions, or comments at our website, iteach.kennesaw.edu, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at KSUiTeach.